Hello, welcome to what's our podcast called? Oh, Real one. Movie Duels. Oh yeah, that one. Yes, welcome to Real Movie Duels. Eleven I, years in the making. Yes, eleven years in the making, or three months, whatever it was. Whatever it was. I'm Drew. I'm Nick. And we try to get together as frequently as we can. <laughs> and what we do is we take two movies, and hopefully they're somewhat similar, and we have them have a battle royale. Everybody's still in our idea. Have you seen this? I know. People are like posting stuff on Facebook. Hey, if you could only have keep one of these four movies, which would you keep? I know, right? Like I thought it was like an original thing. Yeah, like we thought of it and everybody's still in it. Now everybody else done it. Exactly. So anyway. It must be a good idea. It must be. They hate us because they ain't us. That's true. So anyway, it's a cage match between two movies and they battle out. We'll kind of explain what the movies are. We'll do kind of like a recap in case you haven't seen them. And then we'll see who wins. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, What movies are we doing this week? We are going to do Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, versus the original Halloween. Ooh, I was excited about this. John Carpenter's Halloween. I was excited about this one. All right. The real Halloween. The real Halloween. All right. We'll start with Halloween. All right, Halloween. Nick is going to handle the recap on Halloween. Am I now? I thought. That's what we decided. All right. So, John Carpenter's Halloween starts off uh, with a little boy. He's, what, seven, eight, maybe? Yeah, I can never quite figure the age. He was pretty young. Eight to ten. Okay. And it's Halloween night, and he goes upstairs. He puts his mask on. He goes upstairs, and his... Sister is, like, fooling around with some guy or something. Yeah. Or the guy just left. Oh, the guy just left. She yeah. was fooling around with him. Yeah. Well, was he, like, outside at first? Like, never... watching through the window or yeah, something? Yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. So he goes upstairs and, like, stabs her and kills her. And then the parents come home, you know. Yeah. Freak out or whatever. They don't really show what happens. But then it's, like, 15 years later, he's, like, in an insane asylum or whatever. And there's, like, a breakout. He He gets free. Yeah. And so the doctor is, like, freaking out because he's a monster. He should never be let loose and all this. He's been fighting to keep him institutionalized for the last 15 years. Correct. He said, like, when he looked at him, he saw pure evil or something. Yeah. As a Donald Pleasance. Yes, Donald Pleasance. <laughs> Good old John Carpenter uh, standby. Stand yeah. So the rest of the movie takes place after the, after the jailbreak from the institution or whatever. He steals a car and... Goes back to his hometown. Hometown. And it's Halloween again. Of course it is. So he starts stalking our our protagonist. Which is a young Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Really young. Yeah, she was pretty young when she did that. She looked older, though. She has an interesting face. Like, she never really looks... She aged in you know, a strange way. In a strange way. <laughs> like she's like she had an old face. She had a mature face when she was young and then she didn't she aged pretty And it well. never really changed. Yeah, it never really changed. Yeah. I don't think she's had a lot of work done, but I'm sure she has some. So the rest of the movie he's basically stalking her, so it's showing her with her friends and they're planning what they're doing for Halloween night. They're babysitting. Of course. She's babysitting a boy. They are the worst babysitters on the planet. Well, she's sure. the good one. Yeah. The other ones are The other ones are just, like, dropping their kids off to her. Yeah, so they going go to do whatever around. they want. Yeah. So he starts picking off her friends, like, killing them. And then he finally goes after her. 
and she's running around and hiding and trying to keep the kids safe and there was a lot that I had forgot about that movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Like yeah, like I used to watch it almost every Halloween. Like for oh a while. really? Like wow. when I was a teenager, like that was my thing. But like, well, when we were younger, we used to always like uh, we used to go. We had that book that we went look at. We'd find like old movies that we'd want to check out. And I remember we eventually got to Halloween, like probably in like middle of the eighties or something. Yeah, and we watched it for the first time. I remember renting it. And I remember liking it, but then I never went back and watched it. I don't think I've seen the original Halloween since we saw it when we were like 12 or 15. Really? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I may have seen it once or something since then, but not very often. I liked it, but it was just... When you see it after you've seen all these other movies, it maybe the impact is a little less. And especially if you're like a kid, you don't appreciate some of the finer points of it. Right. Or its historical significance either, I would right, say. Right, because it was one of the very first slasher genre of film correct and it definitely was a huge success spawned myriad sequels spawned halloween 2 which did it have jamie lee curtis in it yeah which was not nearly as good or right and then there was the horrible halloween 3 which apparently was just a big marketing mess up it's like a completely different movie but they just put halloween 3 on it It had nothing to do it was coming out like a halloween time or whatever did it even have michael myers in it no no, it was like Season of the Witch. It's about like it was a whole different story without Michael Myers. I never even saw that. I don't. I've never seen either. I heard it was actually all right. I heard it's, it's okay, but if you're expecting like a Halloween movie, it's right, like right. what the hell. So, yeah. So that's basically Halloween. I mean, it's a fairly simple movie. It's it's very simple, but it's very well done. Also, correct. I feel like. Yeah, no, it's like John Carpenter is a good director, and when he's worked with a small budget like that, I think he shines the most. Because you see his, uh, seems like he's able to get the most out of less. When you give him a big budget, it seems like he doesn't quite. And it's always take you know, it's always it. a John Carpenter film, right? Like the the mood, the music. Yeah. The, well, he does a lot of his own music, and yeah. it's so unique, especially for a film. And it works really well for like horror Correct. type movies. You know. I mean, the Halloween theme is like a classic theme. Yeah. I mean, you really. I mean, it's very distinctive, and it just. What I noticed about the movie when I was watching it is that theme, like, he just freaking drills you with that theme, like, for the first 30 minutes, you're hearing it, like, almost constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, he's really using it to full effect. And mm. it's it's kind of a slow burn in a way. I mean, he really lets the suspense build up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a long movie either. I think both the movies were about only just over 90 minutes. They're fairly short. Yeah, so why did it take you so long to watch them? I don't know. I guess I just... Gonna I mean, get my shit together. I mean, we're trying to do these podcasts. I know. It's all me, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's totally me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get you. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I was very impressed. I mean, I think John Carpenter really, uh, I don't know, it was his first. Especially if you go back and watch, like, horror-type movies from back in that time period. Like, yeah. it's very clean. Like, it's very, like, structured and, like... Yeah. I mean, a lot of things that horror movies do now, Yeah, he kind of set the trend for it, like, as Correct. far as, like, she looks out the window, and she thinks she sees him, and then she looks back, and he's not there, yeah. and, you know, just little things. Yeah. I thought it had a lot of innovation, I think, at the time. I think, did Friday the 13th actually come out before, or did Halloween come out first? Halloween came out first. Yeah. It felt like Friday the 13th, I remember watching that, like, once when I was a kid. I remember that movie just being very poorly made, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know it started a whole thing and it was like the slasher genre and people really liked it but as far as the technical craft to it i don't think it even comes close right. to halloween which is why i didn't want to compare that one to halloween because i felt like it would be a 
uh, obviously done for Halloween. Right. Even though Jason is just as iconic as, you know, Michael Myers, the film itself, none of the Friday the 13th movies have been well made. Yeah. I mean, I think the only Halloween movie that was well made was the first one, probably. Because that's well, the only one John Carpenter did. I haven't seen any of the newer ones, though. They might have been all right. I didn't see the newest one. Oh, yeah. Did you see the Rob Zombie one? Yeah, I saw both of them. Okay. I mean... It's Halloween. Yeah. They're all right, but... You can only... He kind of, uh... Rob Zombies it up, you know? Ah, I hear you. It's all gory, and... That's one thing about Halloween, too. It's like... It doesn't really show you a lot of the... I mean, it shows a little bit. It got a little graphic, but it wasn't, like, over the top. Right. It's not like... I think this was also... Trying to shock you with gore. Like, like a lot of movies nowadays, it's like, how bloody can we make it? Correct. And it was probably pretty violent for the time, and it's pretty brutal when he kills a few of the people. Like, the one guy, he, like, sticks him with a knife to the wall, and he's, like, they show his feet dangling off the ground, he's, like, pinned to the wall with a knife. He's, like, turning his head, looking at him. Correct. (laughs) And also the scene where he was, like, uh, the ghost, where he puts on the sheet, and he pretended like he was her boyfriend, and he's just standing there in the doorway, and that scene is, like, so long, but it's, like, super tense, because the girl, like, isn't getting it at all. She's, like, what? You know, she's talking to him like it's her boyfriend, and he's just standing there, staring at her, and it's, I, the the scene that I didn't even remember and I thought it was pretty intense is when he chokes that girl in the car. Like, oh yeah, I forgot all about that scene. Yeah. And, like, it's pretty like it's very it's pretty pretty intense. Yeah, no, very very intense. And uh, I think Michael Myers. I think Michael Myers was one of the first slasher movies that had like a guy who was sort of superhuman almost. You know, because he's I know he's human. He's not superhuman, but I mean he does some superhuman thing. Like I mean how is I mean that a guy he hung to the wall and stuck to the wall with the knife. I mean, that guy was like a jock of some kind. It's not like he was a weak person. Right. You know, and it's not like he even had that big of a jump on him. And he got shot. And yeah, and he gets shot a couple times, got the window and walks away. I mean, so, I mean, he's got that sort of... They don't really say he's supernatural, but the things he does are kind of hard to explain with right. normal science. Or he's just so insane, he doesn't feel pain. And I don't really... I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I don't remember him getting his... his uh, mask knocked off and seen his oh, face yeah, you know what yeah. i'm saying like mm-hmm. i don't remember that yeah so yeah the last scene where jamie lee curtis is like in the house you know fighting him it's that classic like don't run upstairs you know <laughs> why are you hiding in the closet <laughs> up and on a second floor just leave <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah i know it had a lot of it was pretty innovative so cool well, that is halloween I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Alright, so I'm in charge of Nightmare on Elm Street synopsis. So you... This movie's a little more complicated than Halloween. It is. Alright, so we start with these two girls, and they both have boyfriends, and they're good friends. And it starts with the one girl, she has this nightmare of this guy stalking her, who wears like a 
red striped, you know, sweater, and he's got like a metal glove for a hand, and he's chasing her around. And I think it's in that first scene, he's like chasing her, and he like swipes at her, and then she wakes up, and her like, uh, is that, this is the first scene when her like blouse is cut? I think so. I think so. She knows her blouse is cut, which is weird. I mean, her mom comes in because he hears her screaming, and she's like, what happened to your, you need to cut your nails or something if you're cutting, if you're scraping up your blouse when you're, you know, having a nightmare or whatever, or something like that. But anyway, it's kind of weird. So she goes to school the next day, meets her friend. She says, yeah, I had a really bad nightmare. And the lady's like, yeah, I had a nightmare too, you know. And, and then the boy, one of the boyfriends is like, yeah, I had a nightmare too or whatever. Like they're all having a nightmare the same night, which, have you ever had a nightmare? Yes. I don't know that I've ever actually had a nightmare. Really? Like in my whole life. Mm. I mean, maybe I had a dream that was like somewhat disturbing. I woke up. I don't know if I'd call it like a nightmare. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, I haven't woke up and been like, oh my god. Like a, like, like a bloody, like, like you were sweating. Feel like, like I'm going to die or anything. But I've had like, some pretty like, weird Intense, dream, weird yeah. dreams. Yeah, I've had weird dreams, but I don't know that I've had like, a real nightmare. Anyway, totally tangent, sorry. But anyway, so they go to school and they all find out that they all had a nightmare. But oh well, whatever. Well, at some point she starts describing what happened in the dream. And the two other kids dreamt about the same guy. The guy doesn't, I don't know if Johnny Depp, who plays the boyfriend... I don't know if he actually actually says it's the same guy, but the girl, uh, Nancy, she says, yeah, I, I dreamt about... See, I don't, I don't think Johnny Depp ever acknowledges that he had a nightmare. It was the other guy, the other... Oh, yeah, the other guy did, boyfriend. but I thought Johnny Depp said something like, I had a bad dream, too, or something. Maybe he didn't. <sighs> but anyway, these kids are all having the bad dream about the same guy or whatever. Well, then that night, the main girl, or the girl who had the who you saw in the beginning with the Nancy. nightmare... Is it Nancy the blonde or is Nancy the brown haired? Nancy's the brown haired. Yeah, I'm talking about the oh. other girl. I don't remember her name. But anyway, she's her mom's like out of town, so she asked Nancy and her boyfriend to come keep her company. And her boyfriend shows up and he's like a total delinquent loser dude. And she's like telling Nancy not to leave her alone with this guy. But then at some point they go up to her bedroom and get it on or whatever, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, I it's so weird. I don't know. It's a weird relationship. Teenage girls. Teenage girls, who can figure them out? But anyway, so Nancy and Johnny Depp are hanging out at downstairs while they're upstairs getting it on or whatever you know never have sex in a horror movie that's right that's always about especially if you're a teenager and so anyway so she falls asleep and they're both in bed what she's with her boyfriend well she starts having a nightmare again just freddy krueger's chasing her and he does freddy krueger's really got a corner he does this weird thing where his like arm gets longer and stuff and he's chasing he's really torturing her he's like uh in the dream, he's really, like, playing with her. Yeah, like a psychological... Like a psychological messing with her head and chasing her and really trying to scare her. Anyway, so he basically kills her in the dream, and while he's attacking her in the dream, the boyfriend is in the room, sees her all writhing on the bed. Well, he sees, like, her stomach get, like, cut open by, like, four or five blades or four blades of cut or whatever, and blood just starts spewing everywhere. Nightmare on Elm Street is extremely gory and bloody. <laughs> and, uh... Anyway, so she's, like, riding around. Then I think she even goes up on the wall at one point, you know, like, she's struggling. And the yeah. guy is, like, freaking out because she's, like, bleeding everywhere and he's not doing it. And earlier in, this, in the thing, he pulled a switchblade on the other boy, the other Nancy's boyfriend, Johnny Depp. Right. And so everybody knows he has, like, a blade. So he gets scared out of his mind because Nancy's full of blood and dying. So he jumps out the window and escapes. And Johnny Depp and Nancy find their friend bloody and dead in the room. And they call the cops, obviously. And everybody figures this guy did it or whatever, you know. But it was actually Freddy Krueger. This is taking a long synopsis. Anyway, <laughs> sorry if I'm getting too detailed or whatever. But anyway, so they all figure out that Freddy Krueger is stalking them in their dreams. And so they're all freaking out, and they, Nancy has some more dreams where she escapes, and Freddy kills... They catch the 
the boyfriend that they think did it put him in jail. Well, Freddie kills him in prison, right? Right in jail, not prison, jail. Makes it look like him. He hung himself. Or Correct. Something. Yeah, yeah. And so every so the cops have no clue, and Nancy and Johnny Depp are like trying to not to fall asleep because this guy stalking him. So they're like taking like caffeine and no dos and just losing their crap. And it's a really freaky scene where Nancy is in school. And she falls asleep, and then she sees her friend's dead body, like, dragging down the hallway, or, and yeah. she's, like, following it. The and kid stuff. on a tricycle. And yeah, it's some really... Oh, and there's a cool, uh, there's a cool like, song, you know, one, two, Freddy's coming for you, like a little nursery rhyme. Yeah. Well, it it turns, also has cool music, too. Yes, it does have good music. And so Johnny Depp and Nancy are trying to fight this thing, obviously. Nancy's, Nancy's like, a go-getter. She's like, I'm gonna... She, somehow she gets the idea that if she grabs onto him in the dream... And then Johnny Depp wakes her up that he she can bring him into this world and she well, can kill him. She got that idea because what, what, in one of the earlier ones she they were struggling or whatever and she uh, had a hold of his hat. Oh, that's right. And she brought. And his when hat. she woke up, she, she had, had the hat, hat in her hand still. Right, and so she figures she can bring him here. So she wants. So she can't kill him in the dream. Her plan is to bring him into this world and kill him here. Well, her dumbass boyfriend Johnny Depp, who's supposed to be watching over her <laughs> and waking her up in like ten minutes. Like, how hard is that? Stay awake for ten minutes and wake her up. Like, screws it up, and he, like, falls asleep, and so he ends up getting the axe, and he dies, and that's one of the bloodiest scenes in any movie. I mean, he, just, he basically gets sucked into the bed, and then the bed just, like, spews, like, a fountain of blood. It's, like, shining elevator-type blood just flying <laughs> to the ceiling. There's just blood flying everywhere. And they talked about, I think I saw something where they were talking about how they did that scene. Like, they somehow built the room and, like, tilted it or something, or turned it upside down uh, so, that, so that the blood would, like, flow or whatever, but... Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But uh, anyway, pretty cool special effects for the time for a horror movie. Um, but anyway, so Nancy finally convinces her dumbass dad, who's a police chief, that this guy... Turns out that the parents know who Freddy Krueger is because the hat that she took has his like name in it or whatever. Well, the parents supposedly all got together like 30 years ago or 20 years ago and burned this guy alive because he was like a child killer or whatever, yeah. you know? And he got off on a technicality, so the parents all found him and burned him alive. And so he's back getting revenge on their kids. So that's basically. why he's all burned up and stuff. Correct. That's why he's all burned. And so, anyway, it gets really wonky at the end because she does finally pull him into this world. Well, she sets up all those booby traps and yeah. stuff in her house first because she knows she's going to try and grab a hold of him. And Correct. she has an alarm set and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, so she finally gets him in this world. She's got booby traps. She's beating him up pretty good. Sets him on fire, hits him with like a mallet that doesn't really seem like it would do that much damage, but whatever. <laughs> It's like a swinging hammer or something. Like, what the hell? What is this? Freaking Roadrunner or something? But anyway, so she sets some traps. and she, But then she sets them on fire, and they corner him in, like, a bedroom and kill him. But then he just disappears. Yeah. So she assumes she killed him or whatever, you know. Well, she says, what does she say? She says something about she, has, she knows him now, and he oh, doesn't yeah. have any power over her. Correct, something like that. And then, like, like that. he kind of, like, vanishes. Vanishes, yeah. So... And her dad sees that part, and so he's kind of a believer now, I guess you could say, that she's not totally crazy. Because through most of the movie, she's sleep-deprived, and everybody thinks she's just losing her crap because her friend died. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And so nobody's believing her. It's that typical kind of parents are stupid and won't like listen to Like they put bars on all the windows yeah, so she and can't it's leave. Like, correct, and, yeah. And they try and drug her so she sleeps. And... Yeah, exactly, just working against her. So, But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought this movie was took the slasher genre and did some really innovative, creative things with it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like it, okay, you got a slasher, but hey, he's in dreams. And the whole, when I was a kid, the whole idea of like some guy killing you when you're asleep, <laughs> I mean, that freaks you out. Right. I mean, 
I don't have any control of what's happening when I'm this asleep. This movie scared the crap out of me <laughs> right? when I was a kid. It's so funny. I don't, like, I used to, like, sit at the kitchen table, like, doing homework, like, if I had a report to do or something, you know? I would sit at the table. And our TV was, like, just connected, like, in the other room, but it was, there was no wall. And so I'd do my homework. I'd be listening to the movie, like, in the background as I'm, like, doing my homework, you know? And this movie was on in the background, so I was just hearing it, and it was freaking me out. Like, I wasn't even watching it, you know? I didn't go back and watch it till like, but later. How, how genius of an idea is it to, like... Make a horror movie that makes you scared to go to sleep. Right? Because when do you think about horror movies when you're trying, you're trying to, go to, to go to sleep? And like you oh don't want to go to sleep. And you're like, I just so want to stop scared. I want to just want to get to sleep. It's like you don't want to get to sleep. You know what I mean? Because getting to sleep is worse. You know. I mean, I remember it really scaring me. Like the whole concept was just like, and when you're a kid, you know, you know it's not real. But there's a little part of you that's like, but what if it is real? You know what I mean? There's like you have that imagination or that. Uh, you know, blind sort of belief in things. Sure. I mean, it's like... Oh, yeah, this, this movie screwed me up when I was a kid for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty scary. So, yeah, it's a genius idea. And I thought the whole idea of Freddy was pretty inventive, too. You know, how he's in the dreams, but he comes in this world. There's just a lot of very cool things. Oh, the other thing I thought was innovative, how... Which, I don't know if another movie ever did this or even had a purpose, but there's so many times in the movie where the kids would fall asleep and then they would fake wake up. Right. And you'd think they were awake, and then something weird would happen. You realize, oh, no, we're still dreaming. You know, that's yeah, yeah. the other thing that scared you. It's like you think you're awake, but you're still dreaming. Like Nancy would wake up, and then she'd see weird stuff and be, oh, wait, I just thought that I woke up. I'm still in my dream. Like right. I don't know when I really woke up. And then the very end of the movie, I thought almost went too far with that idea because then all sorts of weird stuff happened like right at the end, and you're like – because her friend's back – well, she falls asleep, and then she wakes up, and then her friend's back alive, and you're like – well, this is weird. And then Freddie comes and, like, sucks her mom, like, through the, you know, front door window. And all the thing goes weird. And he's, like, driving the car. And it's like, what the? But if you remember any, like, Wes Craven movies from the 80s. They all end with some They weird. all end like that. I mean, but I just he mean, always has some ending where it's like, what is going on? Yeah. I just thought the only thing that threw me off was, like, <coughs> everything was kind of, like, making sense. Like, as far as he set up this mythology and he was following it. But I thought at the end, he just threw it all out the window and just said, I'm going to just make it really weird at the end and not really paying attention to how it's what's yeah, going on. Uh-huh. I think he just didn't care. He just didn't care. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, like, his thing. So Yeah, like, I guess that's his thing. But, yeah, it's just – so I – I mean, part of me is like, well, I want my ending to make sense. I want the rule. I want the rules in the universe to like be logical. I mean, even be, even if they don't, even you if they're be a Wes Craven fan, then even if they're fantasy, I want them to like follow the rules they set up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought the ending just kind of said, ah, I'm throwing everything out the window. But man, this is cool and crazy. You don't know what the hell's going on. And then, gonna, and then credits. I'm gonna shit on your your idea of what <laughs> should credits. be happening. And then here I you mean, go. I guess you could argue Halloween did something similar. I mean, how did Michael D- Michael Miles take, like, five slugs and then get up and walk away? I mean, right. you know. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and fall out a window. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of the genre. But, no, I thought uh, Nightmare on Elm Street did some pretty cool stuff. Stay awake and watch me. Just wake me up if it looked like I was having a bad dream. And what did you do? You shit. You fell asleep. Down to it. All right, we got to figure out. Okay, let's let's Break take each category and we'll and we'll kind of rank each movie and then we'll do an overall. All right, so acting. 
100% Halloween. Yes. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is a good actress. Donald Pleasance is a pretty good actor if he's in his genre. Listen, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street before I watched Halloween. I could not believe how bad the acting was. Nancy, who's the main character, is not is a good actress. a terrible actress. Yeah. Her mom is even worse in that movie. And Johnny Depp, who's some could say he's a pretty good actor. I don't know how good he was back then. He was not great. I mean, this was like his debut movie. But right. yeah, he obviously, his craft had a ways to go. But the scenes where Nancy is talking to her mom oh, were yeah, almost bad. unbearable to yeah. watch. I remember you mentioning that. Like, I, I, I didn't think it was not, that bad, but it was not good. I cannot believe how bad the acting was. Yes. I mean, you're in Hollywood, you're making like a major motion picture, and your lead character is not a good actress. It's a problem. That is a problem. It's a problem. That is. Not that Halloween had stellar acting throughout the whole movie. But, Correct. But it was 100% better. Correct. All right, what about a script? So, I think both the scripts were good. As yep. far as like... Ingenuity and like story up, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I would agree. I think with the innovation and just uh, interesting things they did. I mean, Halloween's a really good script. It's tight and it's well done, but it's doesn't. It's I mean, pretty plain. It's pretty straightforward. Right. There's not a lot of twists and turns. I thought Nightmare on Elm Street was a little more uh, creative, inventive, or whatever. Yeah. So I'd give it. I'd agree with that. To Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. So how about uh, music? Music. Sound. They're both. They're both, you know... They're both good. Stellar. But you gotta give it to Halloween. I would say that, too. Just because it's so classic and iconic. And, and, and like, the build-up. Like you said, like, when stuff's going on and it's just dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, like, little things that he puts in there. Well, I just remember in the beginning, like, he uses that theme. And, like, all the... I mean, it's like the theme is used so much. I didn't notice it as much in the second half of the movie. But in the beginning, it was just... And it was so... It was so good at setting the mood. And, like, when... When he's, like, tailing her in the car and just following her, you know, and it's, like, it just, I don't know, it was just really well done the way he used the music and just to set the mood and to set the tone. I agree. So, it was much more, I mean, it was more prominent, but I think that's part of the reason is because it was so unique. I mean, John Carpenter's music is unique for movies. It's not, like, in your face, too. It's kind of an undertone that's going along with the movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He uses it in a very way to kind of pull everything together. Right. I'd say that's definitely Halloween. Um... I know they're a few years removed as far as, like, special effects, technology, that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a couple of things in Nightmare on Elm Street that I thought didn't hold up real well. They're a little well. hokey. Yeah. And being a more plain movie, mm-hmm. I, I felt like uh, Halloween didn't have to really... I mean, it didn't have a lot of special effects, right? Yeah, it didn't. It was really. more, like, mood setting and yeah, more... Yeah, So, that, I mean, I, I, that's kind of a wash for me. Yeah, I would say. You're probably right. What about uh, directing? Overall, I love both of these guys. You know I do. Yeah. I'd have to give it to Halloween. Just just the pacing and the... I think so, too. I really like Nightmare on Elm Street, but I think it was almost more innovative in its writing than its directing. Although Wes Craven's a great director, too, and he did some cool stuff with Nightmare on Elm Street. But I feel like John Carpenter did less with... More with less. How about that? I, I agree with that. And some of, like... Like I said, just some of the camera angles and some of the way he... he shoots stuff and like it really puts you like you know in, yeah. in it like it's you know and it, the way he moves the picture along is just real yeah it's real clean real correct concise yeah and i mean i mean it's kind of a different category but it kind of goes along with that the cinematography i thought in halloween was the same it's part goes with the directing it, right, right. it just seemed much more cohesive you know and it's a lot darker movie because it all takes place at night whereas nightmare on elm street has like day scenes and night scenes and stuff and it's just it doesn't all happen in I mean, one don't night don't get me wrong 
Wes Craven did a good job. Oh, yeah, no, sure. excellent directing. They're both really good, but, but I would give the slight edge probably to Halloween. Yeah. Oh, man, after doing all that, I'm not... What else? Oh, so, okay. What other categories? My friend, my friend Jason Williamson listened to our last, so shout out to you, Jason, if you're... And he had an idea that if we're doing, like, like last time we did uh, Robocop versus Terminator, uh-huh. we should say who we think would win in that fight. Oh, that's a good idea, too. Right? Right. We'll do that. So, Michael Myers versus... Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, who wins? I would say probably Freddy Krueger. I would say if it happened in the real world... Well, yeah, it'd be Michael Myers. Michael Myers. But, I mean, why would Freddy even do that? He could just go into his dreams and... Yeah, I guess... I mean, it seemed like even in the real world, Freddy was pulling some weird shenanigans. You know what I mean? Like when he disappeared and... I don't know. But yeah, he wasn't very tough in the real world. He's more of like a psychological... Yeah, he is. Like he messes with... Yeah. And... So I guess it'd have to be a draw because in the dream world, Freddy would win, but in the real world, I think Michael Myers would just grab him and break him in half. Right. Plus, I mean, Nancy was wrestling with Freddy. That's true. And, like, He's not that big of a physical know, threat in the real world. Michael Myers, like, lifted that jock up and stabbed him like it was nothing. Exactly. So, so yeah. So. so, should we go back and say who should have won Robocop versus Terminator? We can do that. What do you think? Oh. They hmm. fought each other. If they're in the same world, That's pitted big. against each other. They're both cyborgs. That's true. I think but, Terminator would win. Yeah. It's tougher. can take a lot more, I think. Yeah, but that exoskeleton is below, and he didn't seem like he really bled as much. I mean, there were scenes when Robocop, it seemed like his like metal casing just peeled apart like, you know, tinfoil yeah. or something. It took a lot to kill that Terminator, too, let's be real. I mean, they tried yeah. to blow it up, they tried to do all kinds Correct. of stuff. I think it. Robocop would probably be a little smarter, because he has a human brain, so he could probably be more creative in the fight. Like, if it came down to, like, smarts, I think he would win. True. But, but yeah, I think... Because Terminator wasn't too bright, he just kept coming, right? Yeah. It's not like he was real uh, strategic or tactical. But you have to have a pretty good plan to kill him. That's true. But, I mean, Sarah Connor killed him. Sarah Connor is a badass. That's true. All right, yeah, probably. probably. (laughs) And she had Reese's help the whole time. Yeah. Until the very end. If it was the Terminator from Terminator 2, definitely, you know, as far as Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator 2, because he had kind of gotten smarter. We're not talking about that. I know. All right. Only only the things at hand, sir. It was still a T, what is it? Not a T-1000, is it? What about Alien versus Predator? Man, we're going way far back, huh? Well, there's been a movie. Yeah. Is it a queen? No, I'm talking original alien versus original predator. But not a queen. No. Huh. I'd say the predator. Probably the predator. He is a hunter. I mean, that thing was tough, man. Yeah, it was pretty tough. I think he could take out... If it was a queen, I might change my mind, but if it's just a regular run-of-the-mill xenomorph or whatever it is, then definitely the Predator. So I thought that was a good idea, that we could... That is a good I idea. I mean, if, if, it, if, if it applies. applies, right, right. Like, I want to do a secret window against, uh, against identity. <laughs> Who would win that fight? I'm not sure who's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp's crazy person versus John Cusack? I'm just kidding. Or the fat guy? No, we won't do that. I bet Johnny Depp could kill the fat guy. <laughs> Who you thought was Vincent D'Onofrio or whatever, but wasn't. Anyways. All right. Anyway. We digress. We digress. So, overall winner for this week. All right. Hold on. Let me... Oh, okay. Shocked by it. All right. The winner. All right. Do you want to go first? Who usually goes first? Let me make sure I have a decision before you tell me. Okay. All right. Let me think. Oh, God. It's so hard. 
All right, I have one. Okay. You want to go first or you want me to go? You can go first. Halloween for me. Okay. Nightmare Slight Edge. Nightmare on Elm Street for me. I feel like Nightmare has a better story. I just can't get over the acting, dude. Like, bad acting kills a movie for me. Really? I mean, I still love For Nightmare. a horror movie? I still love Nightmare on Elm Street. I do. Yeah. But holy the hell. The acting really pulled you out, huh? Holy hell, it was bad. It didn't bother me as much for whatever reason. I guess I was just so into, like, the story and the innovations they did, you know? I really, it's, it was hard. Like, even, like I said, I was still trying to decide. But yeah, it's Nightmare on Elm Street for me just because I feel like it was a more creative, innovative movie. Even though it did take, even though it stole some stuff from Halloween. I thought it took, it took the slasher genre, kind of turned it on its head, innovated. And I felt like it created a better, um. For sure, I think it's a more scary movie. Oh, yeah. But I just think it created, it, it. I mean, the sequels to Nightmare on Elm Street were way more interesting than the sequels to Halloween. And I think the reason is because Nightmare on Elm Street had a better core concept. You know what I mean? There was more meat there. And I think it just created a better mythology thing. And I think it's more of a classic for that reason. And also, I think I saw Nightmare on Elm Street first, probably, before I saw Halloween, would be my guess. But I was super impressed by Halloween. Like, I thought, man, this movie is really well done. It's really well directed. The cinematography is great. The acting's good. Especially thinking thinking that it's from, like, 1978. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a movie that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it holds up really well. Very well. Yeah, and I think it did a lot of innovative stuff as well, even though Nightmare on Elm Street did innovative stuff. But there's just something about, I think, the reason Nightmare on Elm Street wins for me is because it was innovative, it was creative, but I think... Freddy Krueger is a cooler villain for me. Like, he's much more interesting. He has a few more dimensions than Michael Myers. And I just... I think that's one of the interesting things about Michael Myers, though, is you don't really know anything about him, what's driving him, and, like, that's almost as scary. It's just, like, this dude that's stalking these teenage girls and Yeah, he has, like, no motivation, right? (laughs) You have no idea why he's doing what he's doing. (laughs) And that's almost as scary as... No, I agree. Yeah, no, I hear you. So, and, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, it was just a little crazier, wackier, you know, probably more comic booky than than Halloween, you sure. know? And, you know, I'm a comic book guy, so maybe that's what it is. Well, the first one, uh, he, I felt like Freddy was a lot more serious and scary, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. later on in the sequels and it stuff. It gets a little campy. It gets campy. Yeah, it yeah. gets super campy. He's got his, like, little one Little one like, oh my god, yeah, it's pretty bad. But... Like, the first one, like, he was legit, like... Yeah, yeah, He was kind of scary. He's pretty scary. And like I said, he messes with them psychologically. Well, Michael Myers does some, too. Not as much, though. He just stalks you. He just straight goes for the kill. And terror. And you can't reason with him at all or talk to him or whatever. (laughs) So. But, yeah. No, I think it's hard. Because those both are just really good. Yeah, I love them. Is this our first split decision? No, we split on Robocop and Terminator. Yeah. We agreed on Identity and Secret Window, right? I don't remember. I don't remember either. What did you pick? I picked Identity. I think I picked Identity as well. So, and then I, because I like the second twist. I was super excited about that second twist in Identity. Yeah. Because you had forgotten about it. So yeah, I had forgotten about it. So How does it that even better. happen? That's like I saw it like th- once, like yeah, 10 years that's ago. That's like the whole thing of the movie. I know. I just didn't remember exactly what the twist was. I knew there was a twist. So. so. How would you rank these movies? As far oh, as... we gotta do our ratings. So, both of these are like matinee, see in the theater for me. Both of these are like full priced evening movies. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Full price, three D, all of it. You know, I I think these are two classics. Yeah, 
I mean, especially since I'm not a huge horror fan, I only want to see, like, the best horror movies because, like, the horror genres in general isn't, like, my favorite. So... And you already know I'm a horror... You're a horror junkie, but I mean... <laughs> I mean, there's some genres where I'll watch even if the movie's bad. Like, if it's science fiction, I'll watch it even if it's bad just because I like that genre. Horror's not that way. I only want to see, like, the best horror movies. And these are two, in my opinion, of the best of that... of the horror movie genre. Of that know. era. Right, right. I mean, you can go, like, back to, like, Hitchcock and stuff, you know, but that's a whole different, you know... Ooh you know, era. I'm down you know. to watch some Hitchcock. I don't think you can compare the Hitchcock to like, you know, the 80s and late 70s horror movies. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd compare Hitchcock to because there's nothing like it back then. Yeah, there really wasn't. So, anyway, so there you go. So what other... Oh. Yeah, so what have we been watching lately? Uh, we both saw Captain Marvel. We did. I think we pretty much agree that it was good but not great. Kind of... Kind of middle to lower end of the Marvel movies. Not the worst, but not the best. I ranked it like, I think there's like 20. I ranked it like in the 13 range, you know. I think I liked it better than the first Ant-Man. Okay. Which, but I didn't, I think I, I think I even might have liked it better than Doctor Strange. Which you probably like Doctor Strange more. But I, I mean, like it's kind of in that era where it's kind of like lower middle. How about that? Did you watch Doctor Strange 3D though? No, I didn't watch it in the theater. Oh I just saw it at home. Dude. So, I mean, that's part of the problem with that one. It just Visually, like, that was the most impressive movie I've ever seen. Well, to be honest, anything I see at home as opposed to the theater usually is not as good. Like, because Doctor Strange I didn't see in the theater. Like, I've seen a lot of, like, 3D IMAX movies. Yeah. And Doctor Strange was by far the most visually, yeah. like, impressive. I think the visuals of that was much better in, like, 3D or IMAX. Yeah. And so that probably... Bumped it up for you. Anyways, Captain Marvel. It was a good movie. Yeah. It was a little slow at times. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's an origin story. They gotta let us know where she came from, what her deal kind of is. I thought they handled it well. It was I, a little I slow mean, with the aliens. Once she got to Earth, I was all in, though. I really enjoyed the Samuel L. Jackson, her talking. Especially when they first meet, and he's, like, kind of giving her crap. Like, oh, yeah, right, you know. I thought that was funny. I it, enjoyed it. It's well made. I mean, it's a Marvel movie. They're, yeah. they're not gonna, like, make total crap Total movie. crap, exactly. Yeah, I mean... They're not DC. Except for Thor 2, but... Yeah, Thor 2 is pretty bad. Well, it's funny, you know, I, a while back I ranked all the Marvel movies on my Facebook page and everybody else kind of answered with their rankings, you know? Yeah. One thing I've noticed when people rank on Facebook the Marvel movies, Thor 2 is almost always near the bottom and Guardians of the Galaxy is always pretty close to the top. Yeah. I mean, those are the two, and Iron Man, obviously. But those are kind of the two constants. Like, the original Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty close to the top and Thor 2 is usually pretty close to the bottom, <laughs> if not the bottom. If not the bottom. And, I, I mean, I remember... And Hulk. Because let's be real. Yeah, Hulk's pretty bad. But When are they going to make a good Hulk movie, by the way? I don't think they're going to. Well, one, I think Universal still has some of the rights. Uh, and so if they make a Hulk movie, they have to like share it with Universal or something. Uh, and I think they've realized that Hulk works much better in a group. Like When he doesn't yeah, have I mean, to carry the show. When he doesn't have to carry it. Cause he can just, just come in and like... Yeah, he's more fun and... as like a supporting character than all by himself. Yeah, I can see that. Could be. But there's there's some cool Hulk stories out there that they could use. There are. Like, I can see, like, World War Hulk was a big one that they could do, or Planet Hulk. There's cool stuff they could do with Hulk, but... I mean, Thor Ragnarok was almost a Hulk-Thor buddy movie, you know? I mean, it was almost a solo movie, just had Thor in it. <laughs> buddy movie? I mean, it really was. <laughs> so, but yeah. Ragnarok rules, by the way. I watched it again. It's such a good movie, now. right? I was like, man, that movie's good. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot going for it's it. Definitely the best Thor movie they've ever made. Oh, easily. Like, by far. By far, yeah. Because it has Hulk. Hulk makes everything better. <laughs> but by himself, he's just not that great. All right, what else have you been watching? 
what else have you seen lately? I've seen a I, bunch of stuff. I got the AMC pass. I saw Green Book. Did you see that? I did see Green Book. Oh, wow. We both saw Green Book. Yeah. What did you think of Green Book? I liked it a lot. Actually. I really liked it, too. It was really well done. I didn't even know that it won, like, Best Picture and everything. Oh, yeah, so, no, we saw it won Best Picture, and then we oh, okay. went to go see it. Well, I had, I wanted to see it anyway, because it was I had seen the previews, and I was like, oh, that'd be a really good movie. And then, uh, oh, I think I was either, I just watched it, or I was going to see it. One of my buddies was like, well, yeah, I won Best Picture, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I really That's liked cool. Green Book. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was well done. It, it made me see some things I didn't really realize. I mean, I know there was segregation, but I didn't realize... You know, even back in like was it the '60s? How bad it was in the South, you know, and oh, yeah. that they had like a green book that you could only stay in certain areas, and yeah. and it had some really uplifting scenes because, like, I mean, I know I'm a pasty white guy or whatever, so I mean, I don't really understand it, but I mean, <laughs> but like when he like when the main character couldn't at the end couldn't eat at that restaurant, he just said, you know, fine, I'm not gonna play, and they're like, what? And that obnoxious like Mater D whatever organizer guy was like. <laughs> like trying to stop him he's like when the boston celtics i mean i thought that was a cool like screw you man screw the man you know yeah. i don't know i just really liked it and it was nice to see the main character kind of stop being a racist you know yeah that maybe people can change and there is hope for humanity you know <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, come a, like i said as a pasty white guy what can i say but, what can i say i mean but yeah that was good i thought uh, what's the main actor's guy name the guy who played aragorn oh uh Vito or what is it? Viggo Morrison. Viggo Morrison. I thought he did a great job. He's I didn't even recognize it was him at first. Oh really? Well, like, he gained so much weight. He looked so much different. Yeah, he put a lot. I wonder. I assume he put that weight on for the role. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I saw Glass. Have you seen Glass? I haven't seen Glass. Did we talk about Glass? I don't think time? so. It's been that long since we did a podcast. Probably. Well, maybe we did. I can't believe you didn't see it. Christy didn't want to see it. You're a huge Unbreakable fan, though. I know. Christy didn't want to see it. Huh. She didn't say, think it looked good. It was alright. I heard like... It wasn't great. It but wasn't great. That's what I said. But I kind of want to see it. I want to see it just to see it, obviously. Right. I mean, I, it wasn't... I liked it still. It was yeah. It was decent. I just wasn't... Yeah. Like, I really liked Split a lot. Oh, see, I didn't love Split, but I, I liked it. I thought... Uh, what's his name? Did a great job. Oh, yeah. The main guy. As far as acting. Yeah. But now, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's a little overboard in glass yeah. with the whole yeah. switching personalities and all that. Yeah. Like, it worked because, like, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't work as good for me in, in glass. In glass, yeah. I think it works, like, again, it might be better as its own thing rather than trying to mix it with other things. So what have I seen? I've seen glass. I've seen Escape Room. That was a fun, like, little... Little horror movie. Horror movie. Cool. I saw The Prodigy. That was another horror movie. Uh, was that good? That was actually pretty interesting. That was the one about, it's like a, like an omen type thing, right? Uh, no, not really. It's more like a uh, reincarnation type thing, um, actually. So it's it's kind of like a child's play, but it's, he, he kind of gets his soul put into this kid instead um, of a, okay. and it's like this killer dude. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, I just liked it because it was different. Yeah. So it's, it kind of has a lot, some of these things from these type of, but I mean it. Did you see that uh, new movie that's coming out? It's called like Brightburn or something? I haven't seen it. Have you seen the previews for that? Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like if Superman like landed on Earth, but he turned out to be like evil. He's this kid who like he has these superpowers and is just like going crazy and like killing people and taking <laughs> over the world. That sounds cool. I think it's uh, I think it's either written by, I think it's written by James Gunn maybe. Oh yeah? I, or maybe he produced it or something. I thought he somehow... Was He's back on board for uh 
Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Yeah. That's pretty cool. But he agreed to make Suicide Squad 2, so he's going to do that first, so it's not going to come out for like five years. Mm. But whatever. Did you see Alita? No. Is that good? Oh, man. I want to see it. You liked it? I I loved it. Oh, that's cool. I loved Alita, man. I'd have to go see Alita again before I'd go see Captain Marvel again. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, it looked good. I can't believe you didn't see it. I thought about taking Zach, but I just never did. It's really good. Cool. I would highly recommend seeing Alita. I'm try and check it out. Because it's probably one that's best in the theater as well. I saw it 3D. Uh, the 3D wasn't, wasn't great. I wouldn't worry about that. But yeah, yeah I mean, it was fun. It was a good movie. Yeah. What else did I see? I saw They Shall Not Grow Old. It's a World War War. Oh, uh, I heard World about that. World War I movie. Had no interest. Peter Jackson. It's like all cleaned up. Wow. Isn't it like real footage though? Yeah. Well, I like history stuff. So it's like a documentary? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound interesting. <laughs> but the way that they <laughs> did like the digital imaging, like... Like, they cleaned it up so much. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know. It's interesting to me. I, cool. I'm a big history nerd, so. Yeah. Uh, I saw Green Book. We just talked about that. Captain Marvel. That's, That's it. That's about it. Well, you've, been, you've been busy. I have been busy. There have been a lot of horror movies for you to watch. I don't know. Good. Well, the thing is, like, I don't always want to pay full price for, to for, go see. see like, a, like a B movie. Right. Like like a little, but now that I have this pass, it's like, I can well go do. see whatever yeah, I want. Yeah, no, Whatever I, I want. When I had the movie pass... For a while, I was like, yeah, I'll just go see everything, because yeah. anything I want to see, I'd rather see in the theater. Yeah. Well, it's like, why not? Well, exactly. I have a couple hours and nothing well, to do, and yeah. it's not going to cost me anything. Yeah, exactly. So. Cool. Good deal. I saw a couple of things that we rented, but I don't remember what they were. Oh, I did see, like, maybe we talked about it. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and I saw... I didn't see that. Was it good? Uh, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was yeah. interesting. I've been mm-hmm. watching The Umbrella Academy. Oh, I need to watch that. Netflix? Yeah, I'm only, I haven't started yet. Yeah, I'm only a few episodes in. But I'm super excited. So I hear it gets really good. I had a little trouble getting into it. Like, I watched the first... Burn. But it's it's getting pretty good now. So. Cool. There's a new movie on Netflix that just came out a couple of days ago with like Ben Affleck and uh, Charles Hummon and Oscar Isaac. It's like a heist like military movie. Or uh-huh. something. Looks pretty good. Not a big Ben Affleck fan. I know, but it looks pretty decent. <laughs> it's like an ensemble, okay? He's not I, like, I, I mean, hell, holy crap, you, you sat through Batman vs. Superman. Right? Not enjoyably. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ben Affleck. He made some good movies there for a while. Oh, man. He know. made Argo, I thought was good. You don't, didn't like Argo? Don't put our, don't put our friendship. friendship at risk here. You didn't like Argo? Say something you don't mean. Did you like Argo? I don't know if I ever saw Argo. Did you like. I feel uh, like maybe I did watch it, but. Did you like Gone Girl? That was pretty good. I, I can't think of one Ben Affleck movie I actually enjoyed really well. Mallrats. No. Chasing Amy. Okay, I did like Chasing Amy. Okay, thank God. I was good. But yeah. But not because of him. Well, did you, ever <laughs> see, did you ever see The Town? That was good. Yeah, I've seen The Town. It's all right. I think he's a better director than he is an actor. I think he should just go away. And never play Batman again. Well, yes. Do not play Batman again. Well, he's not going to. Thank God. Just don't make yeah. me watch Daredevil. I'll poke my eyes out. <laughs> he should never play any superhero ever. Correct. He's not it built for Ruins that. them. All right. Well, I think that's maybe all we got. I mean, I can keep talking about Cool. Ben Affleck. I, I'm sure you can. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> I can tell you You terrible. still never answered. Did you like Argo? I don't remember if I watched it. Watch Argo. If you I like I've history. Seen, I've seen... I feel like... I don't know. I don't, 
Maybe I didn't. If you it. like history, watch Argo. It's very interesting. It's a cool story. Ben Affleck is in it. He's not obnoxious in it. I've at least watched it. part of it. It won the best picture. I've, I've at least watched part of it because I remember, like, yeah. It's got Alan Arkin in it. He's hilarious. I think that movie was boring, if I remember Argo, right. It's pretty short. But, uh. Maybe it's just because Ben Affleck was in it and I just yeah. decided to take a nap instead. Alright. Watch the town. <laughs> I've seen it. Did you see Gone Baby Gone? He wasn't in that, he just directed it. He had his brother, Casey Affleck. That I've was really seen good. it and I didn't care for it. You didn't like Gone Baby Gone? No. Holy crap. Dude, what's wrong with you? Alright, I'm gonna find a good Ben Affleck movie that you're gonna like. Good luck. No, Did you ever see no, the, uh, the one where they dressed up as the Santa Clauses? Uh, that was a pretty great B movie. I think it has Charlize Theron in it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. That was pretty good. Yeah. Reindeer Games, that's what it was. Yeah, it was Had right. a, uh, the dude, Gary... It wasn't terrible. Sinise. Gary Sinise was in it, too. Yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was a fun kind of... Would I want to go watch it again? No. I didn't say you want to go watch it again. I'm just saying it was a decent <laughs> movie. Uh, what else? He's not... No Ben Affleck movie will ever be in my rotation of like... I'm not saying... Oh, I should go what watch What about Good movie. Will Hunting? Eh. Is he in that movie? Yeah, he's the he's a friend of I, Matt Damon. They do their Boston thing. I was joking. So, all right. Anyway, sounds good. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Um, shoot us some good movie duels if you want. You can think through the app or you can like leave a comment or whatever. There's lots of ways to do it. Like, share. Yes, like and share. Tell your grandmother's friends at, grandmother's her, at her retirement podcast. home. Yeah, we'll, we'll be like the podcast of the retirement home. Yeah, we barely even cussed this time. Yeah, exactly. We're almost kid-friendly. Almost kid-friendly. Except for all the blood and gore that we talk about. Fuck it. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so I mean... Th- thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye.